G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's turn our attention today to the ongoing effects of isolation that have become one of the downside effects of the COVID crisis, especially for some men. Isolation can lead to loneliness. A focus today and really a focus that zeroes in on men as we check in with the men's ministry called the Fourth Musketeer. Michael Oon is the CEO leading the Fourth Musketeer in Australia. Michael, welcome back to 2020. Oh, thank you, Neil. I'm really uh, very excited to talk about this. Yeah, thank you. And Michael, before we do, just remind us, the Fourth Musketeer as a men's Christian ministry, what's the significance of that fourth member of the Three Musketeers? Well, I think the story began where um, D'Artagnan um, decided that he wants to go to the city and, and he wants to be trained as a musketeer. Along the journey, he um, made a lot of mistakes. He fought with people and um, disrespect people and finally came under the wings of the three uh, musketeers. And eventually, he became um, graduated as a musketeer and um and this is based on a story written by Alexander Dumas. And a pastor picked up that story and thought, this is a great inspiration to start a man's movement called the Fourth Musketeer, simply because a musketeer is someone who wants to serve the king, fights for the king, and even die for the king. Wow. And uh, D'Artagnan, uh, who joined the musketeers and eventually took on leadership and uh, really powerful ways that we can talk about the illustration of the fourth musketeer and for a Christian men's ministry. I want to ask you about your perceptions, Michael. As you look around, you're seeing men. You know, you've been a part of those issues that have held men back with the COVID lockdowns and job losses and losing hours, the feelings that men have been facing in that time. You particularly think there are some men who are really feeling that sense of isolation. Yes, I think um, all the hard work of um, trying to get men out of isolation and not living the lonely life, not going live, doing life alone, have been uh, reversed by COVID. In many ways, we are forced into isolation. And as such, we feel very sad about this because men is not designed to live life alone and it's not really um, beneficial for them. How do you see that being outworked in men? I mean, they might be turning up to some sort of a social group from time to time. They might be hanging out at their local hotel, standing at the bar, having a drink. Uh, They might be doing those sorts of things. What's going on, do you think, in the heart of a lot of men who perhaps have, you know, perhaps lost that position they held that actually formed their identity? Yeah, one of one of the problems with men too is that we uh, we don't want to show our feelings. We don't want to let people know that if we are struggling or having a hard time. In fact, we try to mask that, and uh, and as such, we try to fight our battles alone, and uh, and that's just quite the uh, opposite of what men should do. I think we should, and and this is what the fourth musketeer try to do when we get the man out on an adventure 
we try to unravel that. We try to sort of break that mask, take that out, and say, man, you need to really be real and be free to speak and be free to open up. I suppose maybe for some of the men when they grow up as a little kid, they, uh, uh, they've been shut down from speaking or maybe they've been vilified by friends or laughed at for saying something wrong and perhaps part of our culture has been such that men should not talk about how they feel. They should just be strong and stay quiet and as such we be, we're so conditioned uh, to be alone somehow and, and that's just not what the men I've seen so far when I work with them up in the mountains. All sorts of stuff happens to a man in his life and we can have this tendency and it's it seems to be a male thing that we want to put on the strong face uh, and handle it on our own. The assumption is that, well, things might have gotten tough but things will get better. There's a certain optimism in a man too sometimes when he isolates but when things go on and on, uh, there's a detrimental thing that's happening to a man's personality, the way that he relates, even his confidence when it think, when he thinks about going back to work. Uh, these sorts of things can be, I imagine, halved when the burden is shared. And that's, I guess, what this musketeer idea is about. Well, I think the uh, one of the things I, I realize and, and one of the real situation I have is a friend who went up to the mountains with us in a fourth musketeer event and uh, he has just been made redundant, and when I um, caught up with him, um, he just, instead of reaching out, he just stayed away from people he knows. He just uh, kept to himself, and I have to deliberately uh, call him, and let's go for a walk, mate. And, um, and during the walk, I have to just journey with him and just talk about um, what could happen when you're being made redundant? The feel, the feel of the feeling of being ashamed, the feeling of being unworthy of um, not bringing an income to the family, and also this this friend of mine, he starts to stinge on 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 money he's spending to the point that he's no longer doing his usual weekly cycling event with his friend. So afraid that he has to shout them coffee, has got no money, and all that kind of thing. He just brought himself to a place where it got worse and he just um, just by hiding away, he, he just became so isolated. So I said to him, I have to explain to him, hey, you know, you've been, you've been working for many years. You've brought income. You've got your kids schooled and they're all now grown up. In fact, you don't have to stinge that much. You don't have to put, it's time for you to take some money, indulge a little bit. You've got to care for yourself and bring yourself back again. And by the way, I'm with you. And there's a couple of friends that we can call upon and we can gather around you. We can go out and do things, walk together, cycle together and uh, pray for each other. And so when we start to do that, and he's suddenly finally just penny drops and he says, I'm afraid that people might laugh and I might feel inferior. But when the men stuck together and got together, he's starting to see the difference. He's really enjoyed it and he starts to come out of the shell and, in, and, and now, he's, now he's helping other men. So when you go on these great expeditions and you say, uh, going up into the mountains, I know listeners will be saying, what do they do at that, uh, those special events that they call extreme character challenges? You've usually got, uh, I don't know how many, 20, 30, 40 men all going out into these together. And, uh, and you've got the campfire situation. You've got relationships 
happening, being forged. You've got men perhaps sometimes sharing their own heart for the first time. Uh, what happens when you're on one of these challenges? I think when we go up in the mountains and we walk uh, for many, many miles, um, it starts to wear the men down. The physical um, wearing down of a man helps men to start, start, stop thinking of himself. He starts to actually look around and when he sees other men helping them or he's helping other men, that's the beginning of some kind of friendship being forged. And um, the harder they get, the more intense their friendship is. And, and as they walk together, they can't help it. Someone will talk about something in their life uh, and others will say, I've got something similar. And when they start sharing, they just, they just realize that they're not alone. So a lot of things the men suffer, whether it is an ad- identity issue or whether it's a marriage or whether it's the kids or whether it's a work situation, whatever topic that's brought up as they walk together, whenever a man shared he's got an issue and the others start to identify he's not alone, this is an opening where the, the layers starts to peel off. And, and, and then they start to realize, I'm not alone anymore. This world is not an oyster. I've got other people that I can journey with. Some will be saying, is this an evangelistic uh, operation or is this a discipleship orientation? How do you describe that? Because you're very openly a strong Christian ministry and you want men to be strong in God. How do you describe the way that you function by way of outreach and discipleship? I think the main thing we want people to know is this is mainly focused on men and men's issues and how to work men uh, to open them up, for them to develop friendships, for them to um, really reflect on what they have done and what they could be and what potentially they could be um, in, in, in terms of where God's seeing them and not so much limited by their work or their title or the station where they are. So the first thing is this is a man's uh, activity. We speak man language. It's focusing on man's issues. But in there, we weaved in um, the, the whole thing is about developing faith, developing a faith and trusting that there's a God and there's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a God that's actually are close to them and looking after them and then that journey that they have to realize God's potential in them. And there's definitely, we do pray together, we do read the Bible, we talk about the characters in the Bible as well, and there is a, an opportunity for all the men to worship um, Jesus at a cross. There is a God, and there is, for men, like a band of brothers, uh, this brotherhood, a bond between men, and uh, takes away that isolation feeling that, as we're talking about here, it's an issue for men, takes that away when you get into a group and uh, you've got others who are sharing their heart and you identify with the sorts of things they share. That's correct. I think if, um, if, we, just vi- if we just bring the same group of men and just sit around the table and have coffee and talk about life, somehow it just doesn't seem to excite the men or inspire them to do anything. So somehow I think we need to throw a bit of adversity, a bit of exploration, a whole lot of adventure then men starts to open up and that's where I think men starts to open up and talk about it and share their, how they feel about the whole thing and they start to identify their similarities, their, in, their, their common interests and above all that there is a, there's a faith that keeps them together 
And this is what the Extreme Character Challenge is all about. Well, I know you say men are wired to go into the wilderness, and that's what you do. And uh, geographically here, we're talking about southeast Queensland at the moment, and uh, you're taking your next Extreme Character Challenge group uh, into the wilderness. Uh, It's the 15th to the 18th of April. And uh, you'd like to see men getting in touch with you to be a part of that. What about men's groups? Have you got people who are turning up to the Extreme Character Challenge coming from a men's group, a, a way to actually get their own church group together? How does that happen? How do you want men to contact you? I think it would be great if the men, uh, if anyone um, who's interested in their men's group in their churches or cycling groups or, or um, hiking groups or walking groups, uh, to contact me, and I'm very happy to um, be be at your group and and talk about your men's breakfast or um, at a, a campfire. And I'm very happy to to fill you in on what Extreme Character Challenge is all about, and so that you can you can uh, invite and and encourage a whole group to 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 join the Extreme Character Challenge. Well, the Extreme Character Challenge, the next one coming up, 15th to the 18th of April. And you can be in touch with Michael Oon, invite him to be a speaker at your men's gathering. And no doubt you'll be a speaker too by Zoom meeting if you've got people to interstate. Are you open to that idea, Michael? Exactly, yes. I can uh, I can actually uh, more than happy to do it through Zoom as much as um, doing it uh, physically face-to-face. Here's your next speaker. His name is Michael Oon, O-O-N. He's the CEO leading the Fourth Musketeer in Australia. The website by which you can contact Michael is the Fourth Musketeer Australia website, 4maus.com. That's 4, the number 4, maus.com. Michael, thanks so much for joining us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.